everyone. Welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. My name is Trisha Carr, and I'm your host. I'm a spiritual teacher, clinical hypnotherapist, multidimensional medium and channel, and animal telepath. And I'm a podcaster. So welcome to this podcast. You'll also find it on YouTube as a video. This is a really inspiring episode. My guest, Lisa Tahir, is so amazing, so much heart, so much authenticity. Lisa is a licensed clinical social worker, and she also works with psychoastrology. I love the word, right? Lisa loves to work with All Things Therapy, which is the name of her podcast that I was on a couple months ago now. And so do check out Lisa's podcast as well. Of course, we have all of those links right in the description. She's also certified in EMDR Level 1, Reiki Level 2. She's a thought coach with the Institute for Transformational Thinking, and she's a therapist. Now, she has this really amazing story that she tells us, how she actually downloaded the concept for her book and this work that she's doing. Her book is coming out in about a month or two. It's uh, November 10th of 2020. So whenever you're listening to it, you could pre-order it now if you're listening before then. And of course, you could go find it if you're listening post November 10th of 2020. Her book is called The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. So many cool things come up in this episode, and so I'm going to allow you to enjoy this conversation with Lisa Tahir. Welcome, Lisa. I'm so excited. You are so brilliant. I I was on your show, All Things Therapy. Is that right? Is that right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> All Things Therapy, a wonderful program that you are doing uh, with so much regularity. It's really, really awesome. You have great guests on. But I just love your um, your wisdom. And I love the marriage of clinical and spiritual. I'm into that as well. So uh, let's let everyone know some of, you know, we, are, we started talking about it a little bit. You have this expertise in Chiron. Um, and uh, you're just so fascinating, and I I, I want to hear all about it. So let everyone know the kind of work that you're doing, and uh, maybe starting with that Chiron yummy stuff. Sure. And Trisha, thank you for having me on your show. You were a delight to interview on All Things Therapy, and I'm I'm grateful and honored to be your guest today. I've learned a lot from watching your shows, and I value your work and perspective. Wow. So, yeah. I'm happy to share about, about Chiron. We were both just talking about how astrology isn't our main area of expertise or focus. It wasn't for me either, besides just knowing the basics, my sun sign, rising, and moon, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people throw around in conversation and getting to know one another. Yeah. I was really drawn to having been a therapist for 20 years and also being a client of therapy, mm -hmm. how the focus seemed to be on rehashing the same traumatic memories over and over. Mm -hmm. And for myself as both a practitioner and as a client, I felt like that was disempowering mm -hmm. at some point of the healing process that we do need to explore those deep core wounds and really have empathy and forgiveness. My book talks about that. And at the same time, we need to begin to tell a new narrative, to tell the story of how we want our lives to unfold, having this awareness now mm -hmm. of our core wounding. And when I was meditating and asking the universe, 
like what's beyond this? What's my role and voice? I simply got the word Chiron come to me. And I started Googling Chiron and I knew Chiron is one of Carl Jung's archetypes of the wounded healer. And when I looked more deeply, I realized that in astronomy, Chiron was a minor planet slash comet discovered in 1977. And it has a very odd elliptical orbit. And it's one of the centaur class of, of comets. And in astrology, it speaks to the placement of our core wounding. And so I just became really fascinated and started reading and researching. And over the last four years, I, I wrote my book that was just endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, a couple wow. of weeks ago. Oh, wow. Congrats. Thank you. Because of my, my perspective on, on utilizing empathy and self-forgiveness and compassion for ourselves and to turn that towards others. And I just really became um, so excited to, to talk to people and share a perspective on healing that works in concert with many other paradigms to date. So it's nothing, say, brand new, but I, I, it's said in a different way to really transform our wounding through loving the people, the child that, that we were at that time, to really just fully heal through self-forgiveness and empathy. And so I just want to check in and see what that sounds like to you. Oh, it sounds am amazing. And so you you do this work with, we've written the book, which yes. I'm going to eat up with six spoons as fast as possible. Do you have it on audio too? Because you, I mean, you're such a talented, you know, vocal presenter as well. Have you done an audio book for it yet? Actually, right now as we speak, I'm in the middle of recording in the Yay. studio. I go back tomorrow. So yes, on November 10th is the release date. So the book is available for pre-sale right now, and there will be an audio version that is a brand new thing for me to do. I've never been in the studio recording like that. And it's just like so amazing to, to speak this into the universe oh, yeah. and asking for the guidance of spirit and of Chiron to really come through and just help people heal themselves. That's one of my intentions is that this work helps you develop your own paradigm for healing. I offer takeaway steps for every placement of Chiron. Chiron is found in Aries, Taurus, Gemini, uh, Virgo, Leo, etc. And whatever sign your Chiron is in speaks to your specific core wound, which is just an area of vulnerability. And I've learned, Trisha, a lot of people in the healing arts have naturally healed, been healing their Chiron through their work, through mm -hmm. self-care practices, so I give specific takeaways and I give affirmations for every placement of Chiron that you can carry around and really start to embed in your own consciousness to help you heal. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. And I'm, I, I'm really excited about the audio book as well. And it, when I study something, I get the um, like hard copy or the Kindle copy. You know, I, I like to read it yeah. and I listen to it because I'm auditory, but then I reinforce it with the reading of it as well. And like I say, like for you to give it life with your voice, I think is so fantastic. And I, I, I love recording. <laughs> I love all things audio. So anytime I have someone on with a great voice, I'm like, it's your thing, it's your medium. It. <laughs> it is, it is. So you, so you have the book and, you, and that is so generous of you to pour all of that in so that, you know, we collectively can heal through this download that you've received from the universe, from spirit about Chiron. 
And is it is it also what you work on now since you've gotten this revelation, since you've gotten this download with people in one on one sessions as well? Actually, it's interesting you say that. Just today, I'm starting working with a client from the perspective of Chiron. Ideally, it's when the book is released, November 10th, so people can have the book. And I offer a 30-day psychoastrology package, working with me one-on-one through text and phone. It's eight official sessions a month. And then just contact with me from the perspective of Chiron. So I'm kind of trial running it this evening with the current client that I offered to do you know, let me go through your core wounding. I pulled her, I have an interactive website where you can find where Chiron is in your birth chart. Mm-hmm. And then in my book, you read about that placement. And so there's 12 placements of Chiron. Chiron is found in an astrological sign. And to make that more tangible for everyone, I'll speak to my Chiron placement. My okay. Chiron is found in the sign of Aries mm-hmm. and Chiron and Aries has to do with the core wounding in one sense of their value and worth. And so what that might look like for others with this placement is that no matter how much achievement, how much success, how many, you know, uh, milestones you might reach in your life, you still don't feel like you're good enough Mm. deep down. Mm. So it's not about the outward achievement. And you might also fall, have fallen into people pleasing to get your needs met, believing that love takes a lot of work, that you have to prove your value, you have to prove yourself worthy of love. And those things are debilitating in our, in our lives. It really sucks your energy to feel like you're never good enough or that you have to perform to receive love. And so once I realized that was my core wounding, I could fully focus my efforts on affirmations around I'm enough right now. It doesn't matter what, what I do or achieve. It's that inward valuing oneself, turning towards my little girl and saying you are enough you don't need to, to beg for love or do backflips to please others, to really root yourself and in your own worthiness. And that's where I turn to spirituality and the love of God, the love of spirit, and believing that we are all innately valuable. And, and so that's an example of how I've been working with my own core wounding in the last four years to really address that it's not about the external performance, it's about the internal worthiness. That just is mm-hmm. and really starting to feel into that and doing less instead of more mm-hmm. so for a person with chiron and aries and it manifests in my first house there's 12 houses of the zodiac so first house manifestation has to do with the area of my personality what people perceive about me your body image so i can really hone my developing of self-care practices having to do with my personality and image and self-concept and self-esteem and like shift it from performance-based to just being-ness-based. It's so crazy because you probably have this too, you know, before your guests come on your show, like the the spirit is like, you're doing all the work because all of these things I've been the last 24 hours, like they're just familiar to me. So we've been connecting in advance. And so far as the empathy piece just yesterday I, I was watching an old episode of house you know the tv show house md yeah. and it's an episode where this person is a psychopath and so they look they scan her brain and they see that it is that she that it's not not it's not possible for her brain it bypasses the uh, frontal lobe and it goes right to the language center when it comes to feeling you know em- empathy and love and everything 
And so I was researching that a little bit and I was just thinking, if some people's brains have that issue, is it still possible for them to cultivate empathy? Because obviously I believe in spirit. I believe in I believe in nurture as well, you know, not just mm-hmm. nature. And so what can you speak to that if there is a spectrum of let's say how one is physically composed in this moment, because we're, you know, we're never a static being. How can one cultivate empathy? Is it possible, you know, from your expertise and maybe even with working with that Chiron? Because I think a lot of psychopathy and sociopathy have to do with that core wounding, right? Absolutely. Wow. I love your question. It's (laughs) and and what's coming up for me in response is that we are all individuals and there is that spectrum of empathy from having you know, uh, so much empathy where one is an empath or highly sensitive person to where one could be empathy deficient on, on the range of, of really doing harm without Mm -hmm. feeling anything about it. So we all fall somewhere along that spectrum. And I think we travel that spectrum to some degree or another. I know when I felt really hurt and wounded and I've lashed out at others, it's from that place of woundedness where I'm not feeling empathy for, for someone else. And from doing this work through my book and really having true compassion and empathy for myself, I can let go of all that wounding and and baggage, so to speak, that was holding me back from the love I really wanted. So I believe I've become more empathetic in a healthy way as a result of healing my core wounds. And I believe for others as well, yes, if you want to become more empathic, I suggest starting with employing it, applying it to yourself and Mm -hmm. all the layers of forgiveness. Like every day I go through kind of a forgiveness meditation. When, when I meditate, just really um, deeply forgiving myself. Cause I think we harbor layer upon layer of judgments mm-hmm. towards ourselves and unforgiveness. And then it makes it hard to be empathetic towards others because we're judging ourselves so harshly in turn, we're looking through that lens at other people and, and things. Mm-hmm. And so I think it all really works in concert together, the self-forgiveness piece, empathy, you know, and trying, being willing to see things from a different perspective, because certainly it's easy to be in the place of victimhood. Somebody's done something to me. We've all had those experiences, but to see it differently, even how might, what might be my percentage of Mm -hmm. co-creation of contribution, was I not showing up for myself and really speaking what I want, what I desire and kind of going with the flow and then feeling resentful when I'm not receiving what I really want. So I've had to edge up, you know, really speaking my desires, my wants, and taking risks to be more authentic. Because in healing our core wounds and this journey into self-forgiveness, it's really a journey into our authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, and taking the risks to really be ourselves, say what we really think and feel, even if we're concerned, we might not fit in or it might be different than our peers. Yes, and it brings up something else to, that's been in my um, in my energy the last twenty four hours, and that is to you know with this pursuit of authenticity and, and figuring out how to be the balance the balanced wounded healer uh, because that's what I think we are as as uh, you said healers tend to be working with that wounded healer or the the wound the, the those primary wounds and you know, being more authentic, being more transparent. And you said it, if we don't fit in and being able to be authentic and, and be rejected, 
You know what I mean? Like people just to not like you. And, and, and it's like it's OK because not every single being is going to have the same kind of relationship and being able to find some. I don't know, even it's always going to be uncomfortable to be rejected or to be not to not like someone or to not be liked. You know what I mean? Although we can still love one another and have that compassion and empathy. That's a tough thing that that, that I think we can really gain that through really working with those wounds. So then we don't we aren't triggered then. That's really, I think, what we're we're striving for, right, is to be a little bit freer of the triggering into something that is less authentically the self. To what you're talking about, Tricia, I've been thinking a lot about in the last six months to a year. Mm. And and the way I see it, in, and I know you'll appreciate and understand this, and, and for our listeners and viewers as well, that it's all about energy, that we're energy beings, as you referenced a bit earlier in our time together. And when I perceive that someone might be distancing from me or coming closer, I've been looking at, instead of the face value, of what is our energy. And we're all resonating at different levels and like attracts like. So instead of focusing on who I'm feeling rejected by or pushed away by, I'm focusing on who am I attracting? And beyond that, who do I want to attract? And I found that it's who I'm being. And I focused my efforts less on what other people are doing and more, what am I emanating? Who, what are my values? And my values are kindness, generosity, authenticity, being powerful, having fun, using humor, um, being really grounded and connected to source, being in alignment. And the more I focused on just more deeply becoming those qualities that I value, those people are showing up in my life. It's a lot of old friends that have realized I miss you. Yeah. You know, let's let's get together. And some new people popping out seemingly out of nowhere. So I think if you shift your focus from kind of what what you don't have mm-hmm. to who you want to be and developing that, even people, they start coming back and showing up differently because we're showing up differently. Yes. yes. Have you noticed that at all in your own life even? Definitely. I always say that energy is very literal. So, you know, if, if I am... If I am aligned when I'm, I'm I am um, and aligned with the frequency of worthiness or empowerment or acceptance, then that's that's literally what I'm offering. And then you'll find those resonances or not. And when you find something that is, let's say, discordant or feels discordant to you, that's a pattern that's being offered. It's getting a little bit louder so that you can maybe work with some of those <laughs> those fundamental wounds. And it's all everything is always here to service. You know, the work of Byron Katie can be really helpful. Yes. You know that. Yes. Really helpful to I, turn that stuff around. You know, and then the second part of your question having to do with the triggers, mm-hmm. I think that's an important piece to talk about as well, because I used to think um, that healing and being uh, a healed person is not being triggered. And I've learned it's about when we are triggered that we respond differently. So mm-hmm. I still get triggered, but I'm able to send a completely different text message than I did even one year ago. Mm-hmm. Like I might have my reactions. I might burst out crying. I might feel really angry. But then when I go to communicate, when I go to respond instead of react to that person, I am showing up in a way that is mending and healing instead of making things escalate and get worse. And so I think for anyone watching and listening, that that is the, the beautiful byproduct of doing this healing work of Chiron is that you're able to pause and be with your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's not about denying them or 
wishing they weren't happening. Really look at them, take some time to get through the emotional reactivity that naturally happens when we feel things that don't feel good, but then choose to respond with more curiosity. I have a part Mm -hmm. of my book, Cultivating Curiosity Over Defensiveness, and it's maybe asking a question instead of reacting to assuming someone's trying to hurt us. I think most people are just trying to do the best that they can. And sometimes we rub against each other in a way that makes friction. So to even be curious, like, hey, what did you mean by that comment? Ouch. And, Mm -hmm. And try to have some healthy communication about it to see if it can be resolved. Even I care about you so much. I'd, I'd like to know more about what, where this is coming from, because I'm kind of surprised and, you know, I love you. So just communicating with each other differently because we're able to contain our emotions better. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you get that triggered ex- response, you feel that, that that's the time to take a beat and take care of that inner child. The inner child is showing up and saying, Hey, my feelings yes. are hurt. I'm hurting. And so to be with that child so that then it can be moved into the space where it can be healed. And and and, and so that there is the authenticity again, because the child, that inner child does, is there always. She's always there with her brilliance. And yeah. when she's turned on, that's when we're our most authentic. You know what I mean? Like when she's shining. Yes. <laughs> that's she's what... letting us know. He's letting you know. They're letting yeah. you know what, what still even needs to be healed. I know yeah. when I get triggered lately, I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. It's revealing an area of this core wounding that still needs some transformation and some love. That part of you needs love, not judgment. I think we get mad at ourselves or at other people when they react. And it's really them and us. We just need more love in that area and more empathy and more compassion and more understanding. Like what's going on? Like, tell me, asking yourself, tell me about what you're feeling right now. And when we start responding to others in that way also, it really transforms our relationships Mm -hmm. to be curious again and compassionate versus judgmental and criticizing and mean. That's, That's what causes more and more problems and disruptions. Yes. And there's always the opportunity to take a breath. There's always the opportunity to give space and put some air around what what someone else is feeling yes. if if we can try to be new sometimes like the the measure of assuming that they actually meant the best because in truth that is what everyone in their de- all of our beliefs all of the the de- even however misguided they are they are meant to keep us safe and they're meant to ke- keep us healthy and you know what i mean and that is that spiritual intention to be safe is is a a, a unity consciousness Yes. you know, concern, because if I am safe, then I am able to contribute, you know, I'm able to be a part of this one energy. And so if we can somehow like offer that, that olive branch to that part of someone, that pure potential from yes. our own, then that's the, that's a good place to, to begin. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work because we're not exactly ready to stay aligned and that's okay. Then we have boundaries and move on and that's okay too. And yes, and to expand on what you're saying, mm-hmm. to additionally, um, like you said, offer the olive branch, say, hey, I'm sorry, I blew that, mm-hmm. whatever accountability and ownership that we take. And sometimes it gets resolved immediately, and sometimes a person's not ready to receive. And, and beyond just kind of stepping away, I also take it to the spiritual. Yes. And I have a, an online class I offer. It's 20 psycho-spiritual tools. And one of them that I talk about is creating an altar 
in your house, an altar of objects of significance or crystals. But beyond that, the metaphysical use of an altar is I place those situations on the altar and I send love to those situations, to those people, to those desired outcomes when I meditate. And miracles have happened, transformations have happened with people in real life coming back and wanting to have certain conversations. And even in His Holiness, the Dalai Lama's endorsement, that was a complete creation in the metaphysical from me in meditation for two years, the past two years, setting the intention to have His Holiness endorse my book and realizing that I had to raise my vibration to the level of His compassion that He embodies And for two years, I meditated until a little over a month ago. I was in the quantum field with him next to me and some other luminaries. And I heard him say, send me your book. I want to read it. And in less than three weeks, I received his endorsement, a beautiful letter. So that's how we can create our lives. Like I'm dead serious when I say like, and I know you know this Mm -hmm. to our listeners to bring it to That's the power of meditation that I talk about in my book Mm -hmm. is really aligning being clear with what we want, knowing that we can have anything and anyone that we want, we just have to really become that in a sincere, authentic and honest way. And I had to change a lot of my life. I had to change the way I'm texting certain people and responding to really become more compassionate to where his holiness wanted to receive my book and endorse it. So it's really kind of our vibration, again, our energy really being on the same energy field as what we desire and wish to live. I wonder your thoughts on that. Oh gosh, that was that's how powerful. And yeah, I have, you know, I've experienced that as well. Those, you know, working on it in the realm of spirit, working on it in the metaphysical and boom, like that, you know, the yes. evidences show up to where <laughs> it's, it's like, don't you love that um, kind of paradox of like, oh, it's perfectly natural and I expected it and being blown away at the same time. Yes. Like that's <laughs> you're so right with that. Yes, it's so accurate what you're saying. Like it feels so natural. Like, of course, this was this is meant to happen. This is what I want to happen. But then it's also like, OMG. <laughs> <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. Magic just happened. Uh, yes. That is so, so beautiful. I was right there with you. We are that magic. Yes. You know, we are that source energy. I didn't mm. mean to interrupt you, but... That's no, what I'm you're thinking as you're talking. Yes, it's yeah. so beautiful. I was right there with you with the luminaries and with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. Really so powerful. And with um, my, so my best friend and business partner, her name is Crystal Ann Compton. And we have done this service at a retreat with, you know, we holding a retreat and we bring everyone together and we put things on the altar and, you know, not a, not an actual physical altar, but this word altar, you think about how it also meditation means to alter one's consciousness to move yes. into the inner space and then put it on the altar. And that's not an accident. I think it's no. beautiful, really powerful. That's everything. It is everything. It truly is. It, it really changes your life. It's how I live every aspect, money, love friendships, mm-hmm. exercise, like everything. I just meditate and put it on that altar of yeah. desired transformation and, and really being willing to ask the best for ourselves. Really, you know, saying every day, I, I'm the most important person 
in my universe and universe show me the love that you are loving me, supporting me, guiding me and caring about everyone and everything that I care about show up and show me and, and life starts to really respond differently. If when we're willing to, to even say that out loud and love ourselves, have that much compassion for ourselves and others. Wow, this has been so beautiful. So the book is the book and the audiobook. They're both coming out November 10th. And then yes. you also have the uh, in the beta testing right now, but some services with working with Chiron one-on-one. What are some other aspects of work that folk, folks can engage in now or look forward to? Sure. Well, you know, I would love to offer your listeners and viewers, Trisha, 30% off my psychoastrology package. It's a $5,000 package to work with me for 30 days. And I'll send a version of my book that's complete. It's available for pre-sale, but I have a digital version. And I, I like, I want to work with people and really understanding their core wounds and how every day in situations that might arise, how they could respond versus react. So I'd love to offer that discount and just my, my, intuitive psychotherapy sessions, a 30% discount from my $190 fee. If people just want to reach out to me at NOLA therapy and and mention they heard or saw this on your show, I'm happy to honor that with, uh, with either new or existing clients, because I just want people to really have these tools. And Mm -hmm. I have an online class as well through my website. It's 20 practical tips. Like you, I like practical spirituality, Mm -hmm. like meditation and how to actually you know, what to speak, what to find your own authentic voice in these practices using a pendulum. I use my pendulum for yes and no. I hear Mm -hmm. it saying no, hear it saying yes. I I talk about um, the Ho'oponopono Mm -hmm. prayer Mm -hmm. of of forgiveness that when, you know, there might be a relationship where there has been um, a falling out or some, some wounding, how to really work using that prayer for restoration and healing. So it's 20 practical tips that um it's just my passion Trisha to help people with navigate life in a more easier and fluid way using psycho spirituality and the astrology of Chiron wow that's so beautiful thank you so much for those gifts so we have all of that information we have in the description and that's really beautiful really powerful stuff so thank uh, you you're so generous and I, I, I'm just so um, inspired by you, Lisa, really, truly, and so excited about this book. I, I'm like really excited about learning all about that Chiron work because it sounds really great. And, and you know, isn't it so cool how this all this always overlaps? I work with Ho'oponopono too. And it, yes, it's, it's, no, we have a lot of overlap and commonality. Yeah. We're like soul sisters, spiritual <laughs> sisters. <laughs> well, actually, what was coming to mind when you were talking about that the that miraculous experience of being in meditation and 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 then you know the Dalai Lama actually showing up and you know three weeks later I had an experience where this was back in my old career and I was having like a conflict with my boss like he put something I was driving to work and he put something on my schedule that was totally disrespectful to me and all this kind of stuff you know what I mean yeah. like and I was super pissed off at him about it but as I was talking my you know kind of complaining my way through it I was like started kind of doing the work. Byron Katie's work and I started to turn it around and say yes. I don't dis- I don't respect my schedule. Oh, yeah, that's accurate. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> and I was like this isn't about him at all. And so then I got to the office about 10 minutes or 15 minutes before my appointment and you know, I was all by myself so I went into meditation. I did ho'oponopono with myself about this issue. 
Yes. And as I came up out of meditation, probably a seven to 10 minute meditation, my phone went, my boss had canceled the appointment that he had put on my calendar. <laughs> That I was wow, so upset about. That is so like, powerful. <laughs> so I mean, this one's not quite as amazing, <laughs> and not that we should compare. But, but again, it, those evidences. But it, is, it shows the nuance that spirit yeah. really does care about. It's down to our every meeting, everything. Yes. It's mm-hmm. not just big things. It's every. It's just things going more smoothly. Yeah. For us, because you took that time and you were willing to see your experience differently mm-hmm. and tune into maybe I'm not prioritizing my schedule yeah and you address that and had an immediate shift mm-hmm. and it's so cool how you know the evidences can show up just when they show up it's so powerful so I mean it just shows us how that we are magic we just are we are the we are the outpicturing of God's magic yeah. we are the we are the spoken expression of source of the universe we are the notes of the one song and um, you got me going. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's true. It is. And it's exciting when we start to, you know, and, and sometimes I hear clients tell me, and I used to say this as well, that I don't have time to meditate. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't sit still. Mm-hmm. And what I realize when I hear that and when I've, when I've even believed that it's because I didn't buy into the benefit. I didn't really understand right. the benefit. And so I suggest to listeners and viewers to even take four minutes. And I started on YouTube with guided meditations. Yeah. There's a group called the honest guys. They have a four minute morning uplift that I still listen to each morning. It's powerful. It talks about how loved we are mm-hmm. and how valuable and important we are. And it's four minutes to shift your consciousness into thinking about yourself differently. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started. And, and so I use a mixture of guided meditations and just sitting in silence mm-hmm. now. So you can do a walking meditation. There's just so many ways to employ that technique in your life to be mindful and more present rather than rushing off into your day. Take the first four to five minutes mm-hmm. setting an intention for your day. Even as I have a morning routine, I encourage people to develop one, even if yeah. it's five minutes to pause because it really creates your day in a new way. And it's going to be better than had you not taken that five minutes. Absolutely. My life transformed. I started, you know, I had like an awakening and I had this career that the one I was talking about where I was working, you know, a grillion hours a week and I didn't have time. You know what I mean? Like that was the reality I had created. But then I just started, I, I got some, you know, I started this journey. And when the meditation practice came online, it was like, I didn't have time to not do it's just I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. was no questions about it. And the the priority came online because you know that it is the most it is important. It's like drinking water. I don't have time to drink water. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's you just have to do it. Or I tell like sometimes yes. the bangs aren't really working. I can't leave the house until the bangs are you know, I got four or five minutes or seven minutes sometimes to work with my bangs and or to do the <laughs> You know, some other things that may have to happen in the bathroom. You just have to do it. There are no options. And right. so you, it proves to you in these critical, seemingly critical situations that you have the time, but it's knowing, really having the full embodiment that it is a priority. And so for me, when the meditation, it was every single morning, I didn't change job. My job didn't change for like five years after okay. I started this, but somehow my life did. Somehow wow. I had however much time I wanted in the morning and, and you know what I mean? Like I didn't change anything on paper, but everything else just shifted around and I actually started making more money at that job. Even <laughs> I started working less and making more money. And then I was like, Hey, I'm ready to get out of this job. 
<laughs> but you know, it when the priority comes online, the universe will honor it. And so yes. sometimes it is just getting more inspiration and beginning to give yourself really saying, I don't have time for my to connect with my inner being, to connect with my pure true essence. Well, then we have some compassion, some empathy for the self that is being called for, I think. Absolutely, you're right about that. Mm -hmm. And even I know I had one of my little sisters sleep over last week. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to get up and meditate and instead of not meditating, because she was here. Yeah. I said, Well, I'm going to meditate. I don't know if you want to join me. And she decided she wanted to. So we both sat together. So it was really cool to be able to teach my little sister uh, a, a short meditation together. And so even if you're traveling, I'm going on a girl's trip coming up. And I'm not going to give up my meditation. I'm going to ask, right. does anybody want to meditate with me? And if they do, great. If not, I'll go find a room to sit in. So to not compromise on these yeah. practices that really help us live powerfully and authentically. And I'm just happier in general mm -hmm. as a result. And I agree with you. I think it's really great to start with guided meditations. Find some meditation teachers, presenters that you like. There's people on YouTube. There's people on Insight Timer. I love that yes. suggestion of those four, the four-minute, what are they called again? The what guys? Four-minute morning uplift oh. by the honest guys. Honest guys. That's great. Yeah. Because with, by starting with guided meditations, or you could take a program and all that kind of stuff, sure, there are a lot yeah. of options. But even if you just start to allow yourself to sit with some guided meditations, it actually starts to teach your energy, teaches you how to then self-facilitate if you want to. You don't always have to do guided. You could do the silent on your own uh, guided visualization, personal guided visualization. Yes. And just to know that it, it, it that no one is a natural like if we we haven't been meditating and the conscious mind is running the life that's normal that's how everyone is and that it will it it isn't you don't just sit down the very first time and say oh i can meditate any more than you could run a marathon if you've never run exactly you know I mean? exactly it's a muscle it's exactly so just because so i've i've come into i'm sure you have two people oh i've tried to meditate and i can't do it and it's like well, well, no, you have to keep picking it up in order for that muscle to build. Yes. <laughs> but cool, what's so cool about it is it is actually a lot faster than building physical muscles and getting physical it health is. online. It actually obeys. And it can be really nice. Like you're saying, put some music on, relaxing music, and just set, I put my phone on silent. I'll set a timer, mm -hmm. even if I know I have an appointment coming up. It's Because you really want to relax. You don't yeah. want to feel worried that you're going to miss something. Mm -hmm. So set a timer on your phone, but turn the ringer on silent and really give yourself that, that time to be with your inner being because things will surface thoughts, solutions. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. you know, a problem presents, the solution is given at that same moment. And to align with the solution, we just need to be still enough to yeah. hear it. And meditation is a great place, as you know, to, to hear our solutions. Mm, be still um, and know that I am God. Oof. Yes. That's yes. Beautiful. Well, we could talk all day long and I, I want to um, honor your time, <laughs> but yeah. I would love to have you on again because this, wow, you're just so inspiring and, and so thank wise you. as well. So thank uh, you, Trisha. I'm, I'm delighted. I love you and I love your show and what you're doing to help change our consciousness mm -hmm. and transform the planet through your work. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Really, it's just such a pleasure. And everyone, check out all of Lisa's information in the description. And you're just such a blessing to me. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Well, 
Well, I hope you all enjoyed that and were able to kind of pick up on the attunement that came through and everything that Lisa shared and the miracles that can happen by working with our own essence, by working with empathy, self-empathy, compassion, and being able to get into those core wounds and integrating them into the life. I want to make sure that you remember that Lisa is offering a 30% discount on on a lot of different things. Check the description, whether you're watching or listening, because you'll be able to find the links there. I believe in you. I love you. I know that who it is that you are is exactly what this universe needs, that you are exactly the perfect note, the right tone, the right melody line for this universe to be complete. So thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.